All you have to do is write one true sentence. Write the truest sentence that you know. Ernest Hemingway. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. It is with great reluctance that we review the words of wisdom today from Ernest Hemingway. And despite the fact that I think neither of us are huge fans of his particular writing style, I do feel like he has a fair amount to say about the writing process. And admittedly, some of it is good. A quick note here, he swore like a sailor. So many of the quotes that you will be hearing from us have been doctored slightly so that we don't have to put an explicit tag on this particular episode. He did like his fun words. So if you hear one word spoken by the other one of us, that is a paraphrased word so that you can draw your own conclusions from there. So let's get into the quotes of Hemingway, starting with our intro quote. All you have to do is write one true sentence. Write the truest sentence you know. I appreciate the writing with honesty that comes in this quote, but... All you have to do assumes that someone else is making you write it, like you're answering questions on a test, which is directly contrary to what you'll hear at the end of every episode. And honestly, Hemingway is not the greatest at just writing one sentence. Yeah, that's true. Not as bad as Tolkien, but not great. Dude can ramble. (laughs) But I like the idea behind it of when you write, write with honesty, Write what is in your heart. Write what you want to write. It's that idea of writing selfishly. Write what is true to you. And I feel like this next quote ties in really nicely with that one true sentence he talked about in our opener. All good books are alike in that they are truer than if they had really happened. And after you are finished reading one, you will feel that all that happened to you. And afterwards, it all belongs to you. The good and bad, the ecstasy, the remorse and sorrow, the people and the places and how the weather was. If you can get so that you can give that to people, then you are a writer. I think he's talking about why we read in a way. He's talking to writers about why audiences read. Because they want to feel that connection, that emotional ecstasy and sorrow And feel like there's a little bit of that vicarious pleasure that Lee Child talked about in joining with somebody in accomplishing their journey. I think this really speaks to the need for good character building. Relatable characters that your readers can sympathize with. But I'm not sure I agree with the last part of the quote. If you can do all of that other stuff, then you are a writer. You can be a writer without doing all of that. Not always a good writer, but it depends on what you're writing. Yes. I don't have a lot of emotional push and pull in my writing, but I still feel like it's entertainment. But I consider myself a writer regardless. And that depends, again, on your target audience. If your target audience is action, they don't always care so much about the emotion. But if your target audience is romance then yes, they are looking for a deep connection there that they can live vicariously and experience that. This next quote, I think, ties in with one of the Lewis quotes we had last episode. 
And it's, as a writer, you should not judge, you should understand. Lewis's quote said, you write to understand, not to be understood. Similar idea here. It's not about making someone good or evil in Hemingway's case. It's about understanding their point of view. I think that is really important if you want to write somebody with different levels of ability, if you want to write a person of color, if you want to write somebody with mental health issues. Your best writing won't be when you're judging them for that, but if you try to understand that. It's one reason I love Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive series, because he tries to understand the mental health struggles that his characters go through and present it in a way that humanity as a whole can understand and connect and not judge for the decisions that they have to make. Alan Rickman also had something similar to say about playing villains. The moment you start to think of them as a bad guy is the moment you lose the character. They're no longer interesting characters. Don't judge your character. Understand your character. This next quote is just fun. The first draft of anything is... Crap. Even though I don't like Ernest Hemingway, I have to 100% agree with this. I think his other stuff is crap, not just his first drafts. But yes, your first draft is not going to be good. The hope in the editing process is to get past that, find the gold, make it better. Not necessarily in everyone's case, but the goal is you can only go up from that first draft. And if you think you're the exception, remember that Ernest Hemingway, an award-winning author, thought the first draft of all of his stuff was crap. And a lot of our other authors we've talked about this month have said, don't worry about the first draft. Editing is your friend. They're all saying something similar here. This next quote is a piece of advice for how to use personal experience in your book. Forget your personal tragedy. We are all unfortunate from the start. And you especially have to be hurt like heck before you can write seriously. But when you get the danged hurt, use it. Don't cheat with it. I wish we could just say this quote as it is. (laughs) You've seen those memes and those t-shirts saying, I'm a writer, anything you do can will be used in my book, that kind of thing. I kind of feel like he's doing that here. You can take all of the personal experience that you have, all of the pain and tragedy that you've experienced in your life, and use that to write a relatable character. Write a character who's been through hard times. And use those hurts in your writing to help you process those hurts. It will help you to get over a breakup if you're writing a character who's getting over a breakup. Use it. And in similar lines, the next quote is, Write hard and clear about what hurts. The next quote is something that you've probably heard from the other authors that we've covered this month. The hard part about writing a novel is finishing it. Yep. I have a novel in my storehouse that is proof of this 10 years later. I have 10 novels in my storehouse that is proof of this one year later. It is so hard to finish because writer's block, because you get worried, because you get distracted, life happens. Understand that it's not just you. 
it is very famous authors that experience the same thing. And by finishing it, he isn't just meaning finish your first draft. Most of my writings are completed first draft up to the end of the self-editing phase and then go on and collect dust from there. The finishing it, the professional editing, the cover design, the publishing, all of that felt like work. And so I just didn't do it for most of my writing. This next quote is fun. Apparently, Ernest Hemingway and William Faulkner had a bit of a rivalry going on. And so this next quote is a dig. Poor Faulkner. Does he really think big emotions come from big words? He thinks I don't know the $10 words. I know them all right. But there are older and simpler and better words, and those are the ones I use. Not only am I amused at this quote, but I 100% agree with this one. If you can use a simpler word for it, use it. You don't need to use complicated words. I was recently reading a book, and she kept using the word obstreperous. Obstreperous? I don't even know how to pronounce it. And she used it like three or four times in the book. And I'm like, what is this word? Yeah, when you start getting into those what Hemingway called $10 words, you almost are building a brand around that word in your book. So when you use this word a second time, if it's something they had to look up the first time, they're going to connect those moments, even if you don't want them to. And when you use it a third time, they're going to connect all three of those moments. They're great if they're exactly the right word that you're looking for, but less is more. They're not necessary. And this next quote goes along with that in saying, My aim is to put down on paper what I see and what I feel in the best and simplest way. It doesn't take complicated sentences. It doesn't take complicated words to express emotion. Sometimes the best things that I've read with emotion are the shortest sentences. I'm intrigued at the middle section of this quote. My aim is to put on paper what I see and what I feel. There's a definite grounding to how Hemingway approaches writing. It's not the ecstasy of fantasy that we talked about in the last episode. There's a reality in what he's telling. like, this is what real life looks like. That is what Ernest Hemingway was known for. Writing realistic, real life. I thought it was boring. I mean, come on, old man in the sea. Why? But there was reality to it and in what he wrote. And he did it very simply, which you can do as well, so long as you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 